Hi guys, welcome to Just Jesus Lesson 4 today. And the subject we're going to do today is sanctification. Sanctification. You might have never heard of that before. Don't worry, we're going to explain what sanctification means. But before we continue, let's pray together wherever you are. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the Holy Spirit's help now for everyone who's listening that you would bring this lesson as a revelation and understanding to their heart and mind that they are truly sanctified through the blood of Christ and now they can live out that life through their bodies, through their lives, that whatever they're involved in, no matter what their situation, I pray, Father, that they will be able to live the character of Christ through them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I hope you've got your notes. If not, don't worry. Remember that as we teach this lesson, as we go through this lesson together, that you take time to write down uh, five bullet points of what really comes out to you as you listen to the lesson, especially maybe the second time through. No more than five. Don't overcomplicate it. It can be less than five but maybe five that where the Holy Spirit really speaks to you from so that you're able to pray about these things and live out these things uh, as well. So let's start with the lesson, lesson four, sanctification. And if you've got your notes, let's turn to the introduction part of the notes and let's read it together, read it together. It says this, when you became a Christian, a whole new life started, you were set apart for God forever. You were set apart for God forever. Hallelujah. And so we're going to look now at the Bible reading and uh, let's look at this scripture together. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Notice that term again, in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us. Who's made unto us? Christ is made unto us. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. And so it's key to see that sanctification is in Christ Jesus. That's what Christ has been made unto our lives. In him we are sanctified. Before I continue in a bit more depth, let's look at some other scriptures together. 1 Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. And finally, in the Bible reading section, Hebrews 10, verse 10. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Praise the Lord. Once and for all. Now, it's so important at looking at sanctification to kind of get an idea for those who don't know what sanctification is. Well, there's a basic meaning to sanctification and there's a more detailed meaning to the word in the scriptures of sanctification. The basic meaning of sanctification is to be set apart, set apart and consecrated. A lot of people just see 
sanctification in the scriptures as holiness and it is and we'll we'll get into a little bit of that in a minute but it's not just holiness in that sense it's what makes us holy the fact that we are set apart for god and consecrated for his use we dealt last time with the fact that we have been redeemed we've been bought by with a price the blood of christ so now as people our spirit soul and bodies owned by christ himself that has been done it's a dead cert it's happened through what christ has done as believers we have received that and we are now his property as it were now we've got to understand that when he did that he did something with us what did he do with what he owned what did he do with what he bought with a price he sanctified us he separated us from the world he separated us from the flesh he separated us from sin he separated us from the devil he separated us the bible says he set us apart so we are now a different people we're no longer in adam we're no longer in sin and we're no longer in death we have been set apart by god that's a powerful thing to realize we are not the same people as we were we are not the same i'm not the same richard that was born all them years ago many years ago now and you think of your age and you think of your birthday you are now not the same person as you was then you have a totally different spiritual life in you you are not that same person you have been bought with a price and set apart by god now this is also an illustration of the temple because in the temple there were things in the temple that was used as, as, as offerings there were things used as utensils there was things used for washings and cleansings and i can't go through the list with you today but even the temple itself was set apart and consecrated by uh, by god by the people by the priesthood as well for the use of god and all the utensils and all the offerings speak of blood speak of uh, cleansing by blood for official use in the temple now if you correspond that into the new covenant or the new testament now as believers we have been set apart for god's use we've been set apart for him so it's not a, a kind of nasty use in that sense where he's like a, a master over us and he'll do what he wants to do no we're set apart for him and we enjoy the pleasure of being in his presence knowing him walking with him being in fellowship with him and so we've been set apart through the blood of Christ and we've been set apart by the spirit of God for his pleasure and we enjoy that don't we because we walk with him and so we have been set apart what does that mean for a christian because sometimes we try and set ourselves apart in the sense of trying to be more holy are we to live live holy lives absolutely and we'll talk about that in a minute 
but we try and strive in our own strength and we have consecration meetings or consecration conferences. And guess what? The following year, the people are down the aisle again, back at the front again, praying again, consecrating themselves again, setting themselves apart again. You know, and you can go to meetings and who shall go for the Lord? I'm going to separate myself for God's use again. And why is this so important, what I'm saying? is because Christ himself has sanctified you. Christ himself has set you apart for his use. He's the great high priest. He has set you apart. He has done it. So you're already separated for use. And that's so important because sometimes we can feel I'm not holy enough to be used by God. In the local church even, I'm not holy enough to give the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not holy enough to serve in the church. I'm not holy enough or consecrated enough to serve God in the community or while I'm at the workplace or while I'm talking to the, you know, if you're a school mum, talking to the other school mums at the gate of the school. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not confident enough. I'm not holy enough. You see where this kind of belief that we have got to almost sanctify ourselves has got the church and has got us as Christians and we strive so much to consecrate, we fall at the altar and we're trying everything but the fact is Christ has done it for us because we're now his property. He has sanctified us, he has set us apart so for his use, so we can be used of God. You know, there's never a day where we sometimes don't fail, is there? We, we all have our failings. We all have our ups and our downs. We, 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 we succumb to temptation. We, we do things like that. So if we're looking for the perfect moment of the perfect day to be used by God and to be just ready to be used by God, you'll be waiting a long time. You'll never be separate enough. You'll never be consecrated enough with your own ways to be ready for the master's use. Listen to me carefully before we continue in this lesson. You're already ready for the master's use. You're already able to share Christ. You're already able to use the gifts of the Spirit. You're already able to pray for others. You're already able to serve the community. You're already able to serve in the local church, in, in whatever area, because God himself has set you apart. If you're waiting to feel worthy enough, forget it. Just end that right now, because he's the one that's qualified you for use in these areas do we need to grow absolutely do we need uh, help absolutely do we need to sometimes be trained in areas of church life and absolutely but God has set us apart hallelujah and he has made us holy he has sainted us as the scripture says he has done it. So we are a consecrated people. We don't need to keep going forward. We don't need to keep getting prayed for because this week I feel like I've left, lost my consecratedness. Look, well, as I've said, this is about stabilising our Christian life on a foundation that is Christ 
himself. And where is this sanctification found? It's found in Christ Jesus. Once again, just Jesus, it is found. Hallelujah. According to 1 Corinthians 1.30. But before we continue into the other scriptures, let's go to the word study section and, and delve a little bit deeper into this word sanctification. So in its basic meaning, it means set apart, consecrated, purified, holy. It means the effect also of consecration, sanctification of heart and life, to purify, to cleanse externally, to purify inwardly by expiation, free from the guilt of sin, to purify internally by the renewing of the soul. So let's just break this down as we continue to go through the scriptures. Consecration and purification. Now in the temple there would be certain washings and cleansings and places to wash. And even today there are some religions that wash in rivers, believing it will bring cleansing to them. It will bring physical cleansing and it will bring spiritual cleansing. But how have we, therefore, been cleansed? How have we been made holy? How have we been purified? And again, Christ does not want you to strive to purify yourself. Now, that can be contrary to some people's thinking. And I understand. We lead purified, purified lives. We live holy lives because we are holy because we are pure, because our new nature and your new nature in you that you received when you was born again is holy and has already been purified. So you live according to that life in you now. Do we always succeed? Absolutely not. But our born again spirit is holy. Our born again spirit is sanctified. Our born again spirit now is pure before him we don't have to have ritual water cleansings in the temple we don't have to go through the rivers to cleanse ourselves and some of you might think well i certainly don't do that absolutely but sometimes we can do what we class as spiritual things to cleanse ourselves or to set ourselves apart or to consecrate ourselves more we can do churchy things that seem good and can be good within themselves, but from the wrong motivation to feel that we're more pure before God or purified before God or consecrated before God. But the purification we're after is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So are you going through rituals in your life that even sometimes feel spiritual and can be spiritual? And the right thing to do in your Christian war. But you're doing it from the wrong motive to feel more pure before God. Then begin to stop that motivation. You don't have to necessarily stop the thing you're doing if it's a good thing. But stop the motivation. Get the right motivation saying, I'm being purified in my spirit so I shall live pure. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's also the effect of consecration. The sanctification of heart and life, the scripture says. 
So when we look at this word sanctification, it's heart and life. So it's, it's in two things. He has sanctified us in heart, which is spirit, and life, which is our living. And the fact is, you have a pure heart. You know that song that says, Creating me a clean heart. Oh, God, my singing ain't that good. But we still sometimes as Christians, in, as we're born again, start to have a journey with our walk with the Lord that says, creating me a clean heart. Yes, David said that in the Psalms, but he was not born again. He was looking forward to something that would happen through the Messiah. We look back and have believed on Christ and we have received a clean heart. As he patched up the old, absolutely not. The new creation does not have a patched up heart. What he's done is he's given us a new heart and a new mind. And so the new heart, which is our spirit he has given us, is all pure. It's full of his purity. It's consecrated before him because he has set it apart for himself. And so once again... You know, we've got to understand that our language sometimes has to change. When we say, I've got a hard heart, or I've got a deceitful heart, or I've got a, a you know, a real horrible heart. No, you haven't. Not as a born-again believer, because you have a new heart, and his law is written on your, his, on your heart. His principles, his life is in you, and so you're completely different now. So you might be acting fleshly, which means living according to old ways, but your heart, your spirit is new and pure and sanctified. Hallelujah. So it's sanctification of heart and life. Where from? In Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. It means to purify, to cleanse externally, which means even your body now is sanctified. It's now his property. It's indwelt by the Holy Spirit. It, it is his temple. You don't believe that the Holy Spirit dwells in dirty temples. No, he has cleansed it. He has purified it with his life within. It's like the springing up of eternal life, that water as it's represented, that spring of life, the life of Christ by his Holy Spirit has cleansed the vessel. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? It means, hey, so how does he purify us then? How does he consecrate us? He purifies us by expiation. That means he has removed sin. He has removed sin. He has, I'm saying it again, he has removed sin. He has removed uncleanness. He has removed the lack of purity. Everything sin has done is from Adam has, has permeated the whole human race, the whole universe. And he has removed it from our spirit because he has given us a new spirit. And also it means free from the guilt of sin. And so sanctification also is freedom from the guilt of sin. Because he has taken away our sins, your sins and my sins, we are free from the guilt of sin. And you might be listening to this and you might be saying to yourself, well, I do still get guilty. Well, there is a difference between the guilt of sin 
and, and you shouldn't be have guilt of sin anymore and between the grieving of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And notice it's the Holy Spirit is the one that gets grieved because he dwells within his temple, which is our lives. He does get upset when we sin. Uh, but also understand he has set us apart. He has purified us, etc. But understand this, we are now free from the guilt of sin. We are not guilty. We've been proclaimed by God as a not guilty people. We've been set apart as a not guilty people. We've been consecrated as a not guilty people. So God doesn't want you to live in guilt. He doesn't want you to carry the load of guilt. Some of you might be under the load of guilt for past sins. You might be under the load of feeling guilty. You know, some things in life we cannot change in the sense of what our soul some things we've done has caused in family, in work, etc. But before God, he has removed the guilt of that sin by setting us apart from guilt. We are away from guilt. We are declared not guilty before the Lord. Hallelujah. That is something to celebrate, folks. Absolutely. And so we are not guilty people. Now, does the enemy accuse us? Absolutely. He'll put thoughts in your mind. People will accuse us. But we are a not guilty people. And so he wants us to live as a not guilty person. He doesn't want you to be burdened with guilt anymore. In fact, just let it go right now. Let it go. Let the past go. Let last week go. Let last night go. Let it go go in Jesus name because that guilt will crush your mind you'll be a not guilty person free and yet you'll be crushed under the emotions the mindset of guilt let it go in Jesus name pick yourself or get up and let's walk in Christ Jesus hallelujah now how does this purification internally happen. Well, it says here to purify internally by the renewing of your soul. That's when you're born again. So this sanctification, this consecration, this purification has happened when you're born again and it has happened in your spirit. You're already consecrated, sanctified, purified, holy before him. It has happened when you was renewed in your soul, your spirit, when you was born again. Done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that's why it says it's in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6.11. Let's just turn to that for a few moments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just turn to that once in a minute. Okay. And such were some of you, but you are washed. That term washed again. You are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. And so we can see clearly again, it says you are. You are washed. You're clean. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. In Christ, you are washed. You are purified. You are clean. You are sanctified. You're set apart for him. 
You are justified, and we did that in lesson two, and you are righteous. So these are things that you are in Christ Jesus. You actually are washed. You are actually sanctified. You are redeemed. You are justified. You are these things. And that's why these lessons are so important, that you understand your new identity in Christ. God does not want you to wallow for the rest of your Christian lives, trying to make something of yourself, trying to get a new self-image when you've got his image, which is a sanctified, pure and holy image. Yes, we have to live these things out in our daily life. But the only way we live them out is by acknowledging that these things are true of us now in Christ Jesus. And that's so important. Hallelujah. And so when we look at sanctification, it's a once and for all thing. How do we know that? Hebrews 10 verse 10. By which we are sanctified, holy, set apart, etc., purified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. That's what Hebrews 10.10 says, once and for all through the offering of Christ. We have been sanctified, we have been set apart, we have been purified in heart and life. He has done this through his offering of himself, folks. This is not us, this is him. This is his work, not our work. And once and for all means, guess what? It's not too technical. Once and for all means once and for all. It's completed in the past. It's actively present. We are sanctified. Tomorrow we'll be sanctified. The next day we'll be sanctified. We are a sanctified people. Hallelujah. Once and for all. So this is not this purification, this holiness, this sanctification is not progressive behaviour modification i'll say that again it's not progressive behavior modification it's a once and for all act through the body of christ the scriptures say so so it's not a you know it's not a progressive thing we don't gradually become sanctified we can begin to learn to live sanctification and live pure and live holy through and demonstrate that life through us and sometimes we have our ups and downs and we have to learn don't we and we'll get into this in a minute to reflect christ's character but our spirit is already all those things and so when we learn to live from our spiritual new nature it will come through our behavior let me say that again as we begin to live from our spiritual new nature we will live that behavior but God doesn't want us to strive and attain to get something we've already got. We have it. Now let's just live it. That's the key. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we've got to understand that this has been done to us as well. When it talks about we are sanctified, that is a present passive. What does that mean? It's presently so at all moments. Tomorrow it will be all moments. But it's also passive. This is something that has been done to us 
through Christ's sacrifice. We have received it by grace. We have received it when we believed on Jesus Christ. This is something that we couldn't do to ourselves. It has been done to us when he gave us a new born again spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Doesn't this take all the strife out of trying to be holy when you are holy? So we can focus on just reflecting that holiness. We can start focusing on reflecting that set apartness for God. Can't we? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's continue. So let's look now at the explanation section of the notes. And this kind of sums up what we've said so far. And then we'll continue with the other scriptures. Explanation. Your sanctification has two facets. Firstly, you are sanctified by your nature. Your nature is sanctified. Your new nature, your born-again spirit, is sanctified, is pure, is holy, is set apart. Which again means you can't be unset apart. You are set apart. So this is, again, security in your salvation. Secondly, a lifestyle aspect, and we're going to get into this a bit in a bit, where we begin to live out who we are in Jesus. Hallelujah. You are in Christ pure, holy, and set apart for God. This was something that has been achieved for you and to you by the offering of the body of Christ. When you became a Christian, you were sanctified which means it's already done. This is not a progressive behaviour modification. It's already done. It's not progressive. It's once and for all, which also means you can't lose that status once you're born again because it's a new nature. Hallelujah. The scriptures do tell us to begin as Christians to live a life from the inside out. Shall I say that again? It does tell us to begin to live a life from the inside out. We are to live out our sanctification in our behaviour, lifestyle and decisions. So now we're getting on to the fact of if I am sanctified, if I am set apart, if I am holy, if I am bought with a price for his use, then how do I live that in my daily life? Because these are the areas that other people see, don't they? They see a change in how you live. They see a change in your behaviour. They see a change in your character and things you used to do you don't do anymore as a Christian. They begin to see these things and, and the world says, well, you've changed. Hallelujah. But sometimes then as Christians, we think we've got to, cha we're, we're, we've got to change things to become. No, we've become changed we become holy we become set apart so now we live so don't get the two things the wrong way around i'll say that again don't get the two things the wrong way around it's because we have become holy just as we become justified let's read 1 corinthians 1 30 again by what of him in christ jesus who has made unto us wisdom, righteous, sanctification and redemption. We are redeemed. We are righteous. We are justified. We, you've got to understand. So we're also sanctified. Sanctification isn't different to the rest in that category. It has happened to us. So what we have become, we now live. 
we now reflect and that will come through your behavior your decisions your lifestyle practices that will now begin to permeate through and you will know the promptings of the holy spirit to change certain areas of your life and it is actually what is motivating you to change areas of your life i'll tell you what's motivating you to change areas of your life. It's your new nature that is holy. See, that's why we get prompted to change because our new nature is holy. If it wasn't holy, it wouldn't prompt you to change. It's because you are holy, because you are set apart, because you are consecrated, because you are sanctified. It's that new nature, that life in you that now prompts you to change behavior. Do you understand how sometimes we've got it wrong? Oh, they should change, brother. Oh, that sister should change. Look, we have to appeal to the new nature within us. We have to acknowledge who we are in our identity in Christ because that's the very thing, that life, that holiness that's already in us is the very thing that causes us then to change in our lifestyle, our behaviour practices, etc., that's the very thing we need to understand who we are in Christ. And this is what just Jesus is all about. Don't get it the other way around. So don't try and become. It's because you've become in Christ, you can now live differently in your actions. Amen. So let's go to the other scriptures section of the notes. And we've got Romans 6 verse 19. Romans 6 verse 19 okay romans 6 verse 19 hallelujah i'll just find that on my pad on my ipad romans 6 while you're finding that 19 this is so key folks to get because this is what reflects in in your life out there in the world Romans 6 verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as you've yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants of righteousness unto holiness. And that word holiness there is sanctification. So what is Paul here, the Apostle Paul saying? It's like, now you've got a choice. It's because you are sanctified. Now you have a choice. Are you going to yield your members, which is your body, your mind, your thoughts, your hands, your actions? Are you going to yield it to a lifestyle of sin and uncleanness? Or are you going to, now because you're sanctified within, are you going to let that life come through and yield your members to the life? What are you yielding to? You're yielding to the life that's prompting you. You're yielding to the life, the new nature that's working in you already. And that sanctified life tells you to live differently. Are you going to yield now to that life? Or are you going to yield to the habits of the past and the sins of the past? Or are you going to change because you are now new, because you are now sanctified? You see how we can help ourselves and also fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to be different, live differently by understanding what we've received and yield to that life. And so verse 22 as well says this, being now made free from sin, 
become servants of God. You have your fruit unto holiness, sanctification, and the end of everlasting life. So this is key. It's who we decide now and what we decide to serve. And in our vessel, this body, we are to serve God. Hallelujah. Now it says, you have your fruit in sanctification, holiness and purity. So we have these things. But fruit is born from our new nature. And God expects change of behavior as well. Not as an evidence of becoming holy, as an evidence that we are holy, as an evidence and fruit that the tree is right. What am I saying? If you are an apple tree, you will bear apples. And so God looks for fruit from our life as an evidence of what he's put in us. But he has put it in us. He has done it. And so we do begin to produce fruit at various levels, at various degrees. But we will in our Christian life begin to produce fruit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's now turn to uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 3, 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. Let's just turn to that. Okay, and there's a few verses here. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honour. Okay, now, for, and it says further in verse 7, for God has not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. Now, the problem with this verse, when we observe this verse and we do it in the wrong way, we get it wrong. We think that our sanctification then is unto, it's progressive. No, it's not, folks. That's not what the writer is saying here. Okay, when you look at the, the word in verse 3, it says, even your. This word, even your, is a word for absolute possessiveness. We possess sanctification. It's our possession in Christ Jesus. And so the, the will of God is for us to be sanctified, and that will of God is through Jesus Christ. When we believed on Jesus Christ, Jesus is the will of God. He sacrifices the will of God. We are sanctified. We possess him. That's what the union means. It's an absolute word of possessing, possessing, owning sanctification, owning holiness and purity. It is ours. It is yours. It is in you. Praise the Lord. And because it's in us, then we should. What should we do? If we are a sanctified people, if we are, and I keep saying this word, we are holy. If we are set apart, if we are sanctified, what should we do? Abstain from fornication. Meaning all the issues of sin we abstain from because of who we are, because of what we possess. But when we tell Christians, or if you're a Christian who feels dirty and you feel you're a sinner and you feel you're not pure, you're not holy, then you just carry on in your sins because you feel, well, what, what's the difference? But when you begin to realise your new identity in Christ, you will begin to say, well, I shouldn't do because I'm a different person now. But different person comes first, then your actions change. 
Hallelujah. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honour. Now, what's the vessel? That's your body, folks. That's your life that lives on this planet. And the word should know is an interesting word in the Greek. It's in the perfect tense. So that means, what does the perfect tense mean? It means our sanctification is perfect tense. It means it's an action that was completed in the past once and for all. So again, this is not something we are becoming. This is something that was completed in the past through the when we believed on Jesus and it was done once and for all. Our sanctification is once and for all. And this is, the writer says, we should know this. We should know that we are once and for all possessed and have a possession of sanctification. And in doing that, our vessels then, our bodies, will, we will use differently. We will use for purity. We will use for holiness. And we will use for the honour of God. Doesn't the scripture says, those who are, know the forgiven much will love much. And this is very much a relationship of love, isn't it? And so when we understand that he has purified us, we will live Purified. When we understand he's, we are separated, we will live separated. But this is not a, a life of separation from the world in the sense we don't go here, we don't do that, we don't go to the cinema, we don't drink alcohol, we don't do and loads of do's and don'ts and don'ts and do's. No, this is about the inward working of the Spirit in our lives to change sinful habits that the scripture says is sin, not what people think, not opinions, not even ourselves. We are to live in this, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of the world. But we go to work, we don't abstain, we don't become like religious monks and separate ourselves, absolutely not, because we have been separated by God himself, even though we're in this world. Hallelujah. And so, it is also something that's completed once and for all. So it can't be progressive if it's once and for all. Hallelujah. And so we've got to understand, how can it be once and for all if it's progressive? How can it be once and for all if we uh, live one week great and then the next week don't? A once and for all is a clear understanding of what Christ has done, which causes us then to live differently. Praise the Lord. For God, in verse 7, has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. And I like this because, again, this word holiness is sanctification. And it says, but unto holiness. But that word unto is really in. And again, it's in Christ. It's the same Greek word. So we are called in holiness. We are called in sanctification. We are called in purity. We are called in these things. It's our position in Christ Jesus. Now we live from that position. The, when it comes to sanctification in a future aspect, it's about our behaviour and how we live what we already have. How we live what we already have. Praise the Lord. What about 2 Thessalonians now? 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. And it says this. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. 
Hallelujah. So again, we see the work of the Spirit. When did it happen? At salvation. Chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit who dwelt us at the point of salvation has purified us, set us apart and made us holy. It's a work of the Spirit, not us. And what? And what? Belief of the truth. He's talking there at the moment they believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's when this sanctification came. This when is when this uh, salvation came, when we believe the gospel that said Jesus is our sacrifice for sin and he rose again. When we believe that, we are purified, holy, and all the other things in Christ by the Spirit of God. So we mustn't forget the work of the Holy Spirit in this. When he indwelt us, he sanctified his temple. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. This should stop the striving in your life. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 2.15. 1 Timothy 2.15. Okay. 1 Timothy 2.15. Okay, notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if you continue in the faith, charity, holiness, and sobriety. And so, God wants us to continue in faith in Christ, in love, and sanctification, holiness, etc. He wants us to continue to live out who we are. He doesn't want us to have a roller coaster and months of, yeah, going great, and then the next month not going great. He wants us to grow. He wants us to progress in living out what he's put within. Hebrews 12, 9. Sorry, Hebrews 12, verse 14. We're coming to a close soon. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And understand again, our relationship with the world should be one of peace, should be one of holiness. We should basically reflect Christ in the community, in society, through our actions. Praise the Lord. And finally, 1 Peter 1.2. 1 Peter 1.2. And it says this, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you, peace be multiplied. And again, Paul here is bringing that it was always God's, in God's foreknowledge, in God's plan for us to be sanctified by the Spirit of God. Because of the blood, the sprinkling of the blood of Christ. It's because of Christ's blood that the Holy Spirit manifests our sanctification, our purity, our holiness. He has made us, the Holy Spirit as he indwelt us has made us so. It's who we are. So the the encouragement is live who you are. If we are what we are in Christ, then live who you are by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will not contradict what he's done. The Holy Spirit is the one that's manifested the reality of what Christ did 
2,000 years ago in your life when you believed on Jesus Christ. So let's just turn to the apply section. Begin to recognize areas of your life where you need to live out your sanctification, holiness. Not by striving, no, but through the spirit that is in you, the Holy Spirit, and also works through you. And that's a big difference between striving to become and realizing you've become it in Christ. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to live. So three questions for you today in the question section. When were you sanctified is question one. Two, how was you sanctified is question two. And three, what is the purpose of living out your life of sanctification? So I hope you've enjoyed this lesson. I hope it's helped you and encouraged you. So go and live out the character of Christ that is already in you. Until next time on Just Jesus, God bless.